Hello and a very warm welcome to episode two of The Amateur Songwriter. This is the December 2018 edition, although I confess we are now into January 2019. I'm afraid I was a little bit overtaken by events during the Christmas period and didn't get this out soon enough. In this edition of the podcast, I'm delighted to introduce George Boomsma. George Boomsma is an old friend of mine and an extremely talented singer-songwriter from North Yorkshire. And I was fortunate to meet up with him at his family home in North Allerton and talk about his approach to songwriting. I thought it would be interesting to hear from someone who is trying to make a living out of songwriting and maybe pick up some hints and tips on how he does it uh, to bring it into our own craft. So George, really I wanted to just, just hear from you a little bit about how you approach writing songs generally and maybe pick a particular example. I mean, you said to me that one of your, your favourite ones that you've written was Chinatown. Maybe perhaps talk right. a little bit about that and how um, you approach it. Yeah, so generally uh, the, way I, the way I write a song, I always come from the music side first. So typical kind of workflow, I guess, is I would noodle on the guitar for a while, or the piano, or whatever I'm playing, um, until, until like something comes out, or like a shape, or like a, a, a chord sequence, is normally the kind of thing that shines first for me, uh, and then just see if I'm interested in it. If it kind of makes me go, oh, that's quite cool, um, and I work on that for a while. Uh, try and get it to sort of scan and flow well. Uh, get a sort of sort of structure so I always try and get a sort of the full song structure finished um, however way I think a song should be or because I quite like short songs so they're never too long um, and then uh, and then as I'm sort of playing through it lots of times you know sometimes different things will come out and I'll say oh that's a little bit better or that's a little bit worse so like editing it and then the melody would kind of come out naturally sort of through that whatever I'm kind of humming along to what I'm playing um, because uh, in a lot of my songs the chord sequences are quite um, uh, I don't know what the word is adventurous so so, <laughs> so the melodies uh, you know have to fit obviously that kind of thing which which you know gives interesting melodies sometimes which I would mm. normally never sort of come up with on the fly um, which I quite like um, and then once I've got that uh, I generally would mumble some lyrics or some sort of hook that would maybe comes out, um, but generally then I have to sit down with a piece of paper and listen to a little demo I've made or like play mm. along and then just just try and get some lyrics out. So it sounds like it's quite a an emotional uh, uh, process in a sense, and that you start with something that feels right from yeah. a musical point. It's of all view. it's all from the gut feeling, I think. Right. Yeah. Because you know when you've when you've come across something, you go, "Oh, that's I like that." Right. You know, you can play the same thing over and over, but it doesn't. If it doesn't have that kind of mm. gut feeling, I would I would normally forget about it or not really. Go it's interesting. It. You said that you like to have the whole sort of song structure worked out in your mind before you actually move into the the yeah. next set, set of, next part of the process, which yeah. is the lyrics and the and the melody. I mean, it. music for me is always the most important thing. Anyway, when I listen to songs, I don't mm. really generally don't listen to the lyrics. All I do is listen to the the song, uh, the music, and and then later on when I know the song, I go back and listen to lyrics, and then it's another different kind of 
mm. feeling for me, which is which is nice. Um, but yeah, that's generally how I go about it. And I edit a lot, so even I, if if something just doesn't feel right, I just go back and redo it, redo it, redo it, and just noodling or writing until something fits. I go, that's right. That right. sounds good. Yeah. And you you said you record when you get to a certain point, you start recording it so you can use that as a base for your lyric writing. Yeah, I mean, I always make demos while I go along. Mm. So if, like, for example, the chord sequence comes out, I would quickly record that on my phone or whatever, just so I have it there. And, um, yeah, set for, for example, things when I'm sitting on the train or I'm just not really doing anything, I'd listen back through my demos and then kind of, ah, yeah. if anything comes up, I'd maybe yeah. jot them down or whatever, right? Yeah. That's the kind of thing I do. Um, yeah, and I know, I know a few people who do similar thing to me, and I know lots of people who do completely the opposite. Yeah. Start with the lyrics first, which... I've never done and I don't think I will. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. I know we've talked about this before. I, I like cutting from a lyrical side of it, but I'm actually trying to explore the other end of it in a sense now. Yeah. I'm trying to move that way. I think it's, I think because I was, I don't think I was, I was ever sort of interested in, you know, poetry or English or yeah. kind of stuff like that um, when I was sort of studying music and stuff. So it was always the music which hit me mm. first, which I guess has now come about. Um, Then you mentioned Chinatown. Yeah, it's a song I like, that of mine. <laughs> There's some I don't like, some I do like. That's one. Uh, I can't remember how I wrote I mean, the chord sequence definitely came for that, came first, because I remember playing it for ages, being like, this is such a good sequence. Right. I'm, really, yeah. I'm really happy with it. I'm excited for it, kind of thing. Um, and I, th I think I went through a couple different topics before I settled on one, I think. Uh, how did the topic arise from the music, in that sense? I was just thinking about whatever happened. <laughs> yeah. And then it just sort of. Was it to do with where you were at the time, or because it's very location? That's yeah, very no. location based. I, well, I went. I went to Holland for a couple of months specifically to like write and just to get you know just have a bit of an experience of life mm. by myself without anybody kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Do something yeah. for yourself. And so um and so. I was just writing about things then, like another Streets Paper Gold was written then, mm. which was about kind of, you know, where 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 should you go in life and what you know things like that. Um, so there there are a few songs on like that that second album which all come from that period, and then there are quite a few more that when I got back I wrote. Um, but yeah, I don't specifically remember specifically remember where it came about, but I just I remember playing the chord sequence a lot. I'm really enjoying that, um, and going through different variations of it and, mm. and different kind of things. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember it went through a lot of edits. That's for sure. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. But it's quite interesting, you, you mentioned Streets Play With Gold as well, and to me that's, that's actually quite lyrically quite strong. There's, a, there's, a, there's quite a strong story in that, mm. and, and you know, your commentary about the circumstances that you found yourself in. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all kind of uh, reflection, that kind of thing. Uh, I remember well, each verse is based on like a different place I, I, mm. I was. So it, it starts with like, in Yorkshire and then it goes over to Holland which was like the present and then it's talking about moving to London which mm. which I did eventually do but I remember at the time I was a bit unsure about um, yeah and the music for that I remember writing because I I, I was playing Nick Drake's Riverman uh, which is quite a complicated mm. finger pattern thing and then I basically just altered that <laughs> made it a bit myself and then yeah so yeah if, if you have a song that you love playing then just switch it around a little bit and, and make it your own <laughs> yeah that's interesting <laughs> that's as well. an easy way to write yeah because that's, that's so you're bringing your influences more directly into into the yeah. process and that, that only happens when every now and then in music you play something and you go oh that's really cool mm. I've sort of seen that done before so that sticks with you a while and then you, it comes in for when, you, when you're writing and stuff yeah I think um yeah so where do you where do you th see it taking you next? Where's the next step in your songwriting process? So I know you're about to embark on a a bit of a yeah. writing activity. Uh, where do you see that? I'm going for more the more the way I've been doing it in the past, where mm. the gut feeling of music. Because I mean, if you if you don't enjoy the songs you're writing and the songs you're playing, then why are you doing it? Kind of. <laughs> so I'm going for some more piano stuff. I think this time because I've kind of got back into that recently. Mm. Um, and yeah, just sticking to kind of just noodling more adventurous sequences, more a bit out-of-the-box stuff. I'm not really... I'm trying to sort of experiment with, with the kind of structure of songs and not make it... Well, it has to have some sort of familiar, familiarity with, mm. with it, but trying to just break so there's a sort of there's a combination of familiarity and adventurism in a yeah sense in that. that's always what I try and kind of strive for yeah and hopefully it comes across where people go it's still a, a lovely kind of song but yeah. it has moments where you go oh you know musically that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of striving for um, I might try different things I mean I haven't I'm, I'm yet to embark on the third album yet but when I do mm. I might try some different things like writing lyrics first or I don't know I don't know we'll see but um, mm. yeah I mean I'm, I've been quite happy with the way my writing's been going so far I just need to keep working it's, at it your style's very specific you know you have a very distinctive style in, in the sense that it stands out from from a lot of other materials around you see that as a strength yeah yeah I'm that's a compliment when people say that. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, and I think it's, it's, I don't know. 
I don't know how you get your own kind of style, but just keep writing and 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 like I'm I I'm really into the kind of just the gut feeling writing mm. because if it feels right to you, then that's the most important thing. Uh, you shouldn't try and follow. You shouldn't try to write a song to be right for someone else, right? Because then you're just going to be copying stuff mm. and, and it won't be unique. Um, but I suppose that's true for someone like yourself who, who is a singer-songwriter. You know, you're going to sing your own material. Oh, yeah. Your own yeah. Material. I mean, if you're writing for other if people... If you're writing for other people, it's slightly sure, different. Sure, or sure. if you're writing for a, a, a purpose to, to, fit a, to fit a requirement. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's true. Mm. <laughs> but I think we're, we're focusing very much on the... The songwriting as a as an amateur professional. You're you're a professional songwriter. You're you're doing it to make a living out of it. Yeah. Um, but the craft is 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 still the same in a sense. It's just uh, the focus or the, the yeah. purpose is. I mean, songwriting is is you know it's it's a therapy really. You know, we'll do that again because of the background. Yeah, yeah. So in a sense that we're we're focusing this podcast is focused on the songwriting as a hobby as a for an amateur person. But you're very much a professional songwriter. You're your purpose is to make a living out of, out of your songwriting. Right, right. Um, but the craft is still similar in that respect. Yeah. Of course, it's, I mean, the, the craft is, is used for its, you know, its, I guess, therapy and, and, and the way, you know, its, it's enjoyment. And, and, and it, yeah, it becomes a bit different when you have to, when you're worried about the sort of financial side of it. Uh, I still think it's a, it's a great way of making money uh, from... I don't know. What, what am I trying to say? You can make all right money through songwriting if if you if you, you just keep doing it and going. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But you know, th- things like royalties and stuff. It's quite it's quite nice when stuff like that comes across comes along because you're not really uh, this thing that you just spent a little bit of time on two years ago is still making you money now. Mm. Of, you know. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about professional songwriting because that's very interesting actually. That because you know because you're getting royalties from stuff you wrote a few years ago. I think that as an amateur, the biggest buzz I ever got or have had so far is when somebody asked me if they could cover one of my songs. Yeah, that, that would be a awesome. huge buzz. That would be great. I've had two people try and cover, you know, ask me to cover Hollow Tree, and they've done a really lovely job of it. Some one person, one woman who did it. It sounds beautiful, you know, really lovely. It's and that's a that's massive great. buzz as a as a amateur. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm still yet to kind of yeah for someone's attempt to come on a cover line. But I think it was quite complex, and yeah, because no, they're no. so personal, I guess, not that easy. Yeah. Has to play. But, uh, I mean, I've 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 played around with some of your chords, but they're really tough yeah. to follow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're really tough to follow. No, I'd love it. I'd love it if someone did that. I have to, I have to write some simple chord sequences so people can follow. Easily. Nah, I like, I like it's it's the challenge. They don't deserve to play it. They can't play. It. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, fair enough. No, I mean it would be, it'd be great if someone did that. But um, yeah, I mean my friend uh, Adam, he plays keys on on uh, Ridley Wolf. He plays keys on some of my stuff, uh, and he plays my chord sequences on the piano sometimes just for his own thing. And yeah. they, just, they sound lovely. I love that. Yeah. I'm still trying again to, you know, do something properly with that. But uh, yeah, cool. it's nice. Yeah. And it's nice to hear. You, it's really nice to hear your own music played by other musicians. So, for example, when I had the string quartet and stuff come in, and they were playing my melodies, in some, in, you know, in some, in a, in a way that's completely different to how I'm used to hearing it, like on the guitar yeah. or singing. It was just, it really got me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's nice. When other instruments and other kind of things play your music, yeah. like a cover or whatever, but different yeah. sort of ways of doing it. I can imagine it's nice. Very cool. 
Well, thanks, George. I appreciate your, your time. So that's a huge vote of thanks to George Boomsma for sharing his thoughts with us. Uh, please come to theamateursongwriter.net and register there. This podcast is available in a variety of places, uh, all the usual suspects including Apple and Spotify. Uh, please register and uh, follow our episodes and please feel free to comment both on the uh, website uh, and the blog and uh, in the podcast commentaries as well. I'm David Vatchell. Thank you so much for listening and hopefully I'll see you again soon.